Hello. Hello and welcome to the Alternative Twats podcast. I'm joined by Brian, <laughs> the most beneficial Boudicca <laughs> of the land. <laughs> beneficial Boudicca, you really struggled for a... Uh, yeah, there were two words that begin with B. And I am joined by Ben, who has the biggest balls in... <laughs> Uh, Britain. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, what location can I throw in? Um, so, if you haven't figured it out by now, this is the Alternative Twats podcast. It is. So-called, because we're alternative, <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> now... <laughs> <laughs> we are 15 episodes in, and it's only getting funnier. The last five episodes, I've just not found it funny, but today I really... <laughs> I don't know, that really got me. Uh, hello, welcome. Um, yes, it is a Friday morning still. <laughs> oh God, we're doing this in the morning. Um, yes, we had to record it early because we are busy men. We are busy, busy men. Um, but at least it's not going to be late this time. Yes. Um, but um, No more bonus podcasts for you, dear listener. No, we've been late twice now. We still haven't done a single one because <laughs> no one cares. So there's no point. Um, which is a kind of my mantra at the moment, I think, mm. is no one cares, so there's no point. Not with the <laughs> podcast, but just with everything. You're just nihilist in general. Yeah, like, no especially meaning. Twitter. Mm. Um, like, I feel like maybe I'll get onto that a bit later. Yeah, but, I think um, that before we do that, we should probably crack open a birrioni. Yeah, let's do it. I was trying, <laughs> couldn't find the air. So which um, one do you want to start with? Ooh, Do you um, want to start with the salad cream? <laughs> yeah, let's start with the salad cream. Okay, so this this bottle. So I went to France on Monday, um, just to Calais. I was there for about two and a half hours <laughs> and then came back again. Jet uh, setter. Yeah, me and my mum did a little booze cruise, which aren't as big a thing as they used to be because it's not as cheap as it Like, it used to be disgustingly cheap to go to France and get a bunch of cheap booze and come back. Um but it's not as it's not as cheap now, but it is still it is still quite economically cheap. viable. Yeah, and our ferry ticket as well. Um, I think it cost about thirty quid in total for me and my mum in the car to go there and back mm. on the ferry, and included on our ferry ticket was six free bottles of wine. <laughs> and it was decent wine as well, and I'm like, if I went to Tesco and bought six bottles of wine, that would cost me at least thirty quid, if not more. Mm. So it's kind of like free ferry. Yeah. So. It's really worked out that this I got so being in France to buy cheap booze. How could I not get some booze for the podcast? So this, uh, so I like to read the labels, but I don't think that's uh, yeah. Let's not butcher yes a historic and noble language. Um, it's called Delirium Tremont. Yep, I would. Say. I'll accept that. Uh, and it says Family Brewery underneath. It does say it in English. Uh, Triple fermentation. And in pink lettering, but all caps, STRONG strong BEER. beer. Uh, And so the reason why I called it a salad cream beer (laughs) is because it looks like salad cream. Yeah, it's in like a porcelain bottle, isn't it? Yeah. Is that porcelain? Is that the right word for it? Oh, maybe it is porcelain. Maybe that's why it looks like salad cream. Yeah. Yeah, It's got the little dots in it. Yeah. It's a As very if it's a Pizza bottle. Express sauce. It was when I saw it, I just thought, I've got to get this one. Because, yeah, I didn't think salad cream, but I thought, interesting bottle. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so let's... Uh... Pray silence for the crack. Oh, I love it. Oh, my oh. God. It is billowing out. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh. It is very lively, my friends. They, I bring you live from Krakatoa. 
because it is erupting. <laughs> yeah, sorry that I sort of... I try not to put my mouth over the end of the bottle. I try okay. to just sip the... Uh, what's coming out. It is very nice. <laughs> that is all foam. <laughs> <laughs> that is entirely foam. It's, uh, it's yeah. Oh, it's, it's just such a smooth lager, though. Yeah. Are you getting so, that on the nose? Yeah. It was brewed in Belgium. BelgianFamilyBrewers.be, it says on the back. Uh, it is 8.5%. And I have not had any breakfast. I made sure I had breakfast <laughs> because I knew that a lot of the beers that I brought back were very strong ones um, and that you were going to be bringing some that I thought were probably going to be quite strong. Yes. The, so I, I bought £60 worth of fierce beer and... Um, the good news for you listeners is we're going to spread that out. <laughs> yeah. We are sorted for beer for a we fair are. few podcasts now, which is quite nice because it's always we always have this thing of, is it your turn to buy the beer? Or is it yeah. And then we always forget. Um, so, yeah, so we've both bought a bunch of beer now. Yeah, and I'm very, very excited because the Fierce Beer Brewery, they're, uh, they're up in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And I think I've talked about them on the podcast. They had a lime, chilli and ginger beer that tasted like you were drinking a curry. Ooh. And it was just so nice. So, And like I said on the previous podcast, I like my beers to punch me in the face. <laughs> yeah. And Fierce Beers, Fierce by name, Fierce by nature, yes. they're really, really like, if it says that it tastes peanutty, it tastes peanutty. So I'm really looking forward to that. Right. Oh, that's like mildly cloudy. Mm. Yeah, mine's yeah, mildly cloudy, and like just the crispest lager. Mm. That's what I love about the Belgians. They always get their lager really, really they crisp. They really do it really well. Like I had a pint of Stella on the ferry, and it just—I'm pretty sure it is the Belgian yeah. kind of Stella, not the Luton kind of Stella, <laughs> because it just—it just tasted so much nicer. Like, so I'm yeah. gonna go in for the first sip. Do you wanna? Yes. Oh, oh that is, you can taste how strong that is. Mm, you can taste how strong that is, and there is. Oh, thank God! Right, sorry, it's twelve oh one, so oh, we're not yeah. we're not morning drinkers. That's all right. We're just day drinkers. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's like it isn't just a simple lager either. It's quite nutty. Mm. It's quite deep. Because um, sometimes you get really really light lagers, and it's like. You could just inhale it, whereas this, yeah. Yeah, it's a sipper. Yeah, definitely. There's so much flavour in it, it's a sipper. And not just because Ben's not had breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I, I'm still... Cause so Ben messaged me yesterday. Oh, well, I messaged Ben yesterday saying, can we make it earlier? Because we were going to do it at two o'clock. I said, how about one? To which Ben said, how about, how about ten? ten? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, mm, I think ten is maybe... A dash too early. So mm. I said, let's say, what, 11? Yep. Because I knew if I said 11, A, you'd be late. Yep. And B, we wouldn't start as soon as you got here. So yep. 12 is like a respectable time to be drinking. It is, yeah. I mean, maybe not respectable, but not uh, awful. That's, uh... <laughs> I um, That's a nice segue into the reason I was late is mm. because I couldn't sleep last night. And I couldn't sleep last night because there's a radio series called The Interrogation Ooh. on Radio 4. Um, and it's like a buddy cop um, thing where they're in, where they're interrogating these people, figuring out these crimes. And it's a old white dude and a young black dude who's like trying to prove himself in the police mm-hmm. force. It's the Metropolitan Police Force, which is um, based in London. 
Yes. Um, so anyway, it's so, so good that I stayed up till four in the morning listening Fuck. to all of the episodes. <laughs> so that's yes. why I'm late. So when you initially told me that, I didn't know that you'd been on holiday, mm. <laughs> like that you weren't at work this week. Oh because, yeah, because like, I was like, Jesus, Ben, that's incredibly irresponsible. <laughs> but uh, no, I was up quite late last night because. Should we? So, are we talking about what we were watching? Yeah, and I, stuff? I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think we're fully inside the podcast. Yeah, I've got. Hmm. <laughs> oh <laughs> 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 uh, God. Um. Yes, I was up quite late last yeah. night. Uh, well, firstly, because I was watching just a lot of 1975 videos, but I will get onto that soon, because mm. that's a very exciting thing to talk about. Um, and uh, but, but then I was restarted re-watching BoJack Horseman, which is just one of the best... Like It's a Netflix original cartoon, um, and it honestly is like one of the best cartoons around at the moment because it has so many levels to it because it's so funny and so clever with all of its writing but at the same time it gets really deep mm. um it really goes in hard sometimes and i yeah it's uh there's four series of it now but it's there it's been confirmed for a fifth and it usually comes out in sort of July, so I'm hoping the next one will be soon but they haven't announced anything yet that's exciting for me because i hate investing into a series that I know is already dead mm. so no yeah it's still going um and Bojack is just kind of an awful person um and but he also kind of knows that he's an awful person uh and he tries to be better and then he fails and it's just like and it's kind of de- it's quite depressing <laughs> in that sense but it's also very funny at the same time yeah and I think watching other people be be like morally flawed Makes you feel better. Literally, I, I one of the things I tweeted last night was uh, I started rewatching Bojack Horseman. Bojack makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, there's a, yeah, like there's a line in it uh, where Todd, uh, who's his friend, says to him, uh, he he's like he's just fed up with him now, and he just said like, you have to be better. You can't just keep doing bad things, and then knowing you're doing bad things. That doesn't make it. That doesn't make it better. You just got to be better, mm. and it's like, damn. But it, it's really fucking good show, because um, he's a washed up celebrity. Um, he was like in a in a big sitcom in the nineties mm. called Horsing Around, where he was like <laughs> uh, a guy, a horse that adopted three orphaned kids, and it's like they're like happy home life now, or whatever, and. Uh, He's just still kind of like riding off of that mm. uh, twenty years later, but it's it, it's voiced by Will Arnett, uh, who voices Bojack. Uh, Aaron Paul voices Todd um, of Breaking Bad fame. Of Breaking Bad fame, indeed. Play Jesse. Uh, you've got Alison Brie uh, in it of Community fame and Glow and well. Glow. She voices. Watch Glow. You get to see Alison Brie's boobs in the first ten minutes. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, Glow is also great. Mark Maron is hilarious as well, in general. Love Mark Maron. Mm. His podcast is also great. I've men- mentioned that before. You have. Um, there is a cat. I Yeah, I got garden. distracted by the cat. Yeah, that's it. I'm looking at you. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's just, I said that's a cat, and it turned and looked at me. Um, Do you say my name? <laughs> what are you looking at? Oh, oh, it was going for a bird there. 
Oh. I saw a pigeon just fly up and the cat like spazzed out. This is the alternative to Sorry, podcast, yeah, probably... your cat hunting commentary <laughs> specialist podcast. The cat walks in its natural habitat of the end of my garden. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, that's probably incredibly boring to listen to, so I'm going to shut up about the fucking cat. But um, No, yeah, go watch, go watch Bojack. Mm. It's, it's great. And on a similar note, I don't know if you've watched any F is for Family. I watched the first episode when it first came out, mm. and I just kind of, I was like, yeah. See, I really, really enjoy it because it's about a baby boon, baby boomer guy who is drafted. He comes out of high school and he's like, he's going to be this hot shot. And then he's drafted into the army, goes to Vietnam, uh, comes back. And then suddenly he's got a wife and like three kids. Mm. And he's like, where did my life go? What What's going on? Okay. And so like his existential crisis of like, I used to be cool and hip and now I'm telling kids to like stop playing guitar and things like yeah. that um but one of the things that i've started picking up is he says to his kids if you don't do x i will put you through that fucking wall <laughs> <laughs> and so it's it, it's set up within the first few episodes and then the next few episodes he says it outside so they're in a park and he's like if you don't get off that swing i will put you through that fucking wall can't say that dad we're outside i will build a wall and then i'll put you fucking through it <laughs> okay i might actually give that a watch it's so. really good um because yeah i watched like i say i watched the first episode but i was just I just kind of felt indifferent i was like it looked and okay but there's there's a lot of social commentary in it so there's a he's got a little daughter um and she's like dad i love space i want to be an astronaut i don't want to be a princess and he's like well maybe you can marry one <laughs> <laughs> There's no female astronauts. Just go to bed. <laughs> um, so yeah, Bojack also arrested development. Mm. That um, that's a whole thing that's happened since the last podcast, I believe. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say like, do you want to talk about it, or is there spoilers implications? No, no. Like, yeah, I want to talk about it because series five came out. It came out on the 29th. So it has, you know, since the last podcast, mm. um, I remember talking about it very excitedly. Mm. I've, I've finished it now. Uh, well, I've finished the first half of it. So they've only released the first eight episodes of 16 so far. So that's exciting that it, there's there's still another half of the series to go. Um, they haven't announced when they're going to release that yet. But that's that's really exciting. But it is, it's been very good. It's been very funny. Will Arnett looks older. <laughs> like considerably mm. and it's like whoa but also like there's a lot of celebrity there's a lot of celebrity appearances in the earlier series and you think they're not going to get them back yeah because it's like they keep getting mentioned and then they're still not there and it's kind of like oh they're just mentioning them because they were a thing and they're mm. not going to include them again like isla fisher um and then oh oh no there she is she's in it <laughs> and then and and ben stiller and it's like oh he's not gonna be in it Oh, there he is, he's in it. And there's a fucking cat <laughs> I was going to say, for any fans of the cat, it's back. It's Thank like a tortoise shell. I swear to God, if it shits in my garden. <laughs> I like the idea that we ruin your laptop because you just jump up <laughs> just and run at the cat. It. Throw my fucking laptop at the cat. Throw right? your own shit at it. Now, that, not to uh, confuse listeners, I love cats. And it looks yeah, like a very too. cute cat. It does look like a nice cat. I had a very... So, I'm a... Delivery rider now. Oh, oh, what? that's it's spraying, isn't it's it? It's spraying, motherfucker. <laughs> it's, it's just it's 
Right, okay. I think, Wonderful. I think now you need to rub your anal gland so, <laughs> yeah, over good. the rest of your garden. God damn. And now it's just sprayed and now it's walking off. All right, fine. Um, Mark your territory. Yes. So, <laughs> delivery story. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, yeah, I'm a delivery rider now and I'm really enjoying it. Um, I feel like that's a very, very, like, young person thing to say. Yeah. I probably. I feel like it's very on trend for this podcast for you to be a delivery <laughs> yeah. rider. I suppose so, yeah. Um, but, no, it's great. Like, I... Hang on. I'm going to tell you how far I've cycled um, j- like since I've started delivery. Because I've got this app called Strava um, and it, like tracks it uses like gps and stuff and it tracks mm. all your bike rides and stuff so like it gives you like a map at the end yeah you can see oh that's really cool there's a, there's a really weird one the other day hang on this one <laughs> just look at that i'm all over the place it looks like <laughs> it a, looks like a pentagram yeah like some toddlers and crayons and just <laughs> gone at it but so far in total i have cycled um is that 28 miles if you scroll up 60 miles jeez oh, yep um 60 miles in six rides, so that's mm, average ten. average of ten a shift. Yeah, but it's it's a lot of like up and down. Like I did fourteen miles the other day, in one shift and stuff like that. So I'm getting a lot of exercise, and it's great. I'm mm. sore today. I've done a lot in the last week, so I'm glad to not be working today. And what percentage like, for listeners who are thinking about do, doing delivery? What percentage of the time are you sitting around waiting for for an order to come in? It really depends on the day. Like if you do it Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mm. then you're not wait, you're really not waiting around much at all. Um, but like yesterday I finished early because I'd been sat there for like 15 minutes mm. and there was 20 minutes until I was going to come off the shift and I wanted to watch the football anyway. So I was like, no, nah, I'm done. And you can do that. You can finish early. Like That's pretty cool. Um, as long as you like turn up for the shift cause you're technically self-employed mm. as a delivery rider. So you don't really answer to anyone. Yeah, but similarly, you don't get paid sick pay, and yeah, that's uh, the there's, thing. there's a lot of problematic things about that. But also, there are, but um, you get to clock off when you want. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's very flexible. I pick my own hours. Yeah. So you know, I was supposed to be working tonight, and I cancelled it, and that's fine. As long as you do that, like less than twenty four hours, over mm. twenty four hours before, then it's all right. Um, but it's no, it's good fun. Like some, most of the people have been pretty nice. Met a beautiful dog yesterday. Uh, yeah, it was like I knocked on the door to deliver this food, and I just suddenly heard like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, oh shit! It's like, am I like the mailman now? And I'm going to attack me. And he just came out. It was the loveliest black Labrador, and oh. it just like came to say hello. And I was like, hello. And I wanted to stroke it, but I kind of couldn't because I got handled food, so I can't really like stroke mm. animals. Um, but it was so it was so lovely. And then the other day, so the point of why I brought up the delivery thing in the first place is. Uh, I met a cat the other day, mm-hmm. and I had a little moment. Oh. Yeah, it was very sweet. I was supposed to be riding somewhere, but this, there was this cat, and it was just hiding under the car, and I was just like, hello. And it didn't come out from under the car, mm. but I felt like we understood each other. Mm. <laughs> it was, it was Did you do the slow blink, the slow respect blink? Yep. There you go. If our listeners not watching in a visual <laughs> medium, which is all of you, I just slow blinked at Brian. <laughs> but um, I love doing that to cats. Mm. I learned the uh, one thing the other day. You know when you're like play fighting with a dog and they sneeze? Mm-hmm. That's like them showing that it's not a real fight. Oh. So it's like, so what I like, I, just, so I saw it on Reddit and a lot of people were commenting like, my dog thinks I'm actually fighting him. <laughs> so now whenever you fight a dog, be sure to sneeze and they'll think it's a joke. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know. Oh, that's so sweet. It's really cute. Oh. 
Um, I just I love dogs and I love cats. Mm. They're just wonderful, wonderful animals. Um, but what else I've been watching? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Arrested Development is great. It's just great. Go and watch it. Go and watch all of it. Go watch it from the beginning. <laughs> just go and watch it. But don't watch it. The fourth series in the wrong order or whatever. Yeah, watch the if you just watch it in order on Netflix, it'll be fine. Okay. Because they when they did the remixed version of the fourth series, which is just which is better, they that's like there instead now. You can still watch the original fourth series if you wanted to, but the newer one is there and it's uh, yeah, it's good. Um, also, I watched The Nice Guys the other night, which is a film uh, with Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. It's yes. like a buddy cop thing, but they're not cops; they're like private detectives. Mm. Uh, or private investigators even, and it, PIs. Yes, and it's very funny. It's set in the seventies, and they're kind of investigating the murder of a porn star, um, and it it's really funny. Like Ryan Gosling <laughs> is hilarious. So is that in cinemas? No, it's on Netflix. It oh. was in cinemas a year, year and a half, two years ago, um, and I'd wanted to watch it for ages, and I just never got round to it. And then I was laying in bed the other night, and I was like. I think I watch a film. Like, I always just watch TV shows. Yeah. And I, it's a lot of commitment to watch a film. Yeah, that's the thing. So I was like, you know, I'm going to watch a film. What do I want to watch? And then that's a whole fucking dilemma, isn't it? Mm. Then I'm sitting there and I'm like, scrolling through Netflix. That looks good, but don't really feel it. That looks good. And I'm not really feeling it. And then I just go and go and go. And I'm like, that's my backup option. What else is there? <laughs> and then I'm like, should I look through my DVDs? Ah, fuck it. I'll just watch this. So I watched The Nice Guys eventually. And uh, yeah. Very, very funny film. Mm. Um, Ryan Gosling is great in it. Russell Crowe is pretty funny in it as well. Um, but Does he, like, I am the husband to a murdered wife. <laughs> no. <laughs> Father to a murdered son. <laughs> and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. <laughs> no? Because that's, that's, that yeah, that's the only thing that I like about Russell Crowe. <laughs> well, that and... Um, no! <laughs> you will not forget me. Two, four, six, oh, one. Sung the word no. I knew exactly what that was. Um, Go watch Lame Is, lads. Lame Is is great. Lame Is is so good. I, have I told you that, like, that's what we do in office meetings? <laughs> like, all of the team really, really likes Lame Is. Mm-hmm. And so when we get external guests in, we're like, Oh, yeah, like, so how CSH are you on a scale of, like, C to H? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they're like, oh, I don't really know. And they're like, well, if you were in Les Mis, what character would you be? <laughs> and if they're like, oh, I'd definitely be X or Y, mm-hmm. we're like, ah, you're CSH. <laughs> 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 and, and if they say, oh, sorry, Les Mis, I haven't listened, they were, were like, yeah. hi, security. <laughs> yes, you just got this person out, please. <laughs> Mm. Beer is good. Mm. Um, I'll tell you one interesting thing. I was in the middle of a bomb scare the other day. Oh shit! Yeah, like I've. It just happened so casually. Yeah. That I didn't because because where I work it's in the New Zealand embassy yeah. and the Canadian embassy which is right across the street from us. Yeah. Got yeah, like a, the house is like right there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Got a um a suspect package and they shut they entirely cleared. All of Trafalgar Square, which you can imagine is like quite an intensive operation. Yeah. I couldn't get my prep. <laughs> I didn't that have is, any lunch that, that day. That is the most uh, young person working in London thing to say, I think. It's just, <laughs> I there was a get bomb threat and I couldn't get my prep. Yeah, that rhymes. <laughs> I, when we get big, that's going on a t-shirt. 
I'm, I'm very excited for w- wandering around, like, what whatever we end up doing and seeing people wearing our T-shirts. <laughs> That's never going to happen. It's going to happen. The people that are going to wear there's going to be, like, three people wearing our T-shirts. <laughs> and, and they're all going to be my mum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you will see it, I suppose. Um, uh, oh, fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, can you, like, ex- elaborate a little bit? Oh, yeah, so, 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 like, so there was a... There was a um, a box delivered to Canada House, and so they shut down Trafalgar Square. We weren't allowed to leave the building, and like, <laughs> I'm really good friends with the receptionist at New Zealand House. Right. So I was like, "Oh, how's it going, Sandra?" And she was like, "Oh, it's fine, Bean." In her New Zealand accent. <laughs> right. Oh, right. Okay. She actually she's actually from New Zealand. Yeah. Right. Um, and and then like also oh, that was a terrible New Zealand. It was accent. a terrible New Zealand <laughs> accent, but. Um, all of our colleagues were running around like really, really serious faces, and we were like, "I was like, oh, so you got a new kitten? Oh, she's so cute!" Like, da, da, da. And then I was like, "But do you know what's going on?" She was like, "Oh yeah, apparently there's a bomb." <laughs> Sandra, <laughs> you could have told me that before. <laughs> and um, I think it's like a like Al Jazeera or something. They have an office in our building as well, mm-hmm. so they were outside filming. Yeah, and I I was like when I go to my prep. And they're filming. I always like inconspicuous or conspicuously walk past and be like, "I'm on Al Jazeera." <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. It, so it turned out to be a hoax anyway. So there wasn't a proper bomb, well, that's or good. they just disposed of it. But nothing dramatic happened other than I couldn't get my lunch. I couldn't get my pret a manger. Shout out though to the crayfish salad because that is it's, it's a banging tune. Sounds good. It's really good. Um, can you just for some viewers that may viewers so for some listeners that may not know what Al Jazeera is, can you? Uh, so Al Jazeera is like a Middle Eastern news network. It's like yeah, BBC know. News, but run for the Middle East. So yeah. I, I'll be honest, I don't really know much about it other than yeah, I'd say that's pretty much. They work in our building. I get it on my TV. I yeah. never watch it. Like why would I? But I mean, <laughs> that sounds like. A weird thing to say. Why would I? Why would you watch anything? But mm. it's you know, it's like in the like the nine hundred channels or something. You know, something yeah. like. But uh, yeah, because just I feel like maybe I'll tell you one thing about the allergies era guys. They have big parties. They um they buy lots of food and then they give it away to the people in the building, which I find That's very nice. nice. You are very anti food waste. I am very anti food waste. Thanks for that laptop. <laughs> we did a Kanye West exclusive. Oh, uh, thanks. Vice. Notification. Was it Dice? I think actually. Right. Oh. I can't. I was going to quit my email then, but I've got an important email draft open. Oh. I can't, so I can't quit. Um, so that was the uh, shout note. out to the vaccines. I can't quit. Hey. <laughs> um, so, have I been watching anything else? I feel like I've been watching more stuff than that. Oh, Atlanta. Still watching Atlanta. Yes, I, I haven't caught up on it. So I'm on episode four, and I haven't caught. That's up. That's a good one. There's a there was a line in that episode. That really like got me, mm. as someone who is very skint right now, mm. uh, and he said um, something. It was something along the lines of "poor people don't have time to wait for investments," mm. and I was just like, "Man, I feel that," mm. <laughs> um, you know, because like he, he was saying that you know that will pay off really well in the next like year. Yeah, He's like I have a daughter, I need to feed. I don't have time to wait for that money. I need money now. Um, I really, yeah, that, that, that part, that, the end of that episode really hit home for me. Mm. Um, and I was just about to spoil it and I won't, but 
just yeah that that idea of desperation of like no things need to happen now and i don't care about what happens tomorrow because yeah. now needs to be okay yeah it's like oh yeah also uh maybe it's not really a spoiler it's a very 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 cool thing that they did in atlanta it's the next episode from where you're on i think mm. um there's a charity basketball match and paperboy is playing in it mm. and justin bieber's there but Justin Bieber in the show is a black guy. They like cast Justin Bieber, like Justin Bieber in the Atlanta world is black. Yeah. And it was like such an interesting way of like a take on it. Like he's still Justin Bieber. Mm. They're still making jokes like, like at one point, one, like Paperboy goes, oh, is it too late now to say sorry or something like that? <laughs> and like, and he still kind of acts like Justin Bieber and stuff like that, mm. but, he's, but he's black. And I just thought that was a really, really cool uh, way of doing that. Yeah. Because it's a way as well, like, it's a way of them getting Justin Bieber, in mm. inverted commas, in the show, and making it kind of real in that sense, but, mm. yeah. Yeah, the, uh, I don't know if you've watched um, the SNL sketch, Celebrity Family Fortunes. Yeah, I, I mean, there's been a fair few of those. Uh, have you seen the one with Justin Bieber in it? I don't because he keeps doing that thing where like he adjusts his hair oh yeah yeah. and he's like um i can't remember the woman who plays him but she's so fantastic mm -hmm. and she's like i'm not a bad boy now i'm a good boy oh yeah that's um oh what's her name she was in the ghostbusters film wasn't she mm. um she's like a rake she did the hillary clinton sketches on snl yeah and i can't remember her name because i love her i think she's yeah great. she's really really she's good really funny she was amazing in Ghostbusters. And she, the way that she bites her lip and the way that Justin mm. Bieber does, it's like, <laughs> oh, I want to punch you. <laughs> there was a great sketch um, when Louis C.K. hosted, I know maybe this is like a touchy <laughs> subject or whatever, but when Louis C.K. hosted SNL, uh, I don't know, about a year ago maybe, his the sketches he did in that episode were phenomenal. They were hilarious. But there's one uh, uh, about, uh, I think it's the Tenement Museum, or something, and it's like these kids go to this uh, museum, and they're watching these two people like act out what it was like for some Polish people living in New York mm. in the 1920s or something. And it's him and it's Louis C.K. and her playing this like Polish husband and wife, and it is it's just hilarious. They they're just incredibly racist towards Italians <laughs> the whole time. They're like these goddamn filthy Italians, <laughs> and they both. Both of them, like, can't keep it together. And they just both, like, proper start corpsing in the middle of, like, this sketch and just start, like, cracking up. And uh, just, like, it's just so funny to watch. I, I really recommend that. Um, I know Louis C.K. is kind of... Problematic. Yeah, and... What's the word for it? Gone, I suppose, mm. for now. But... Uh... Oh, I, one thing that I've been doing quite recently is... Dave Chappelle has been coming up on my like recommended watch on YouTube so much, and I love his white person voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he was like, so I, I was I was high. I'll be honest, I was high <laughs> with my friend Bill. Now Bill was a white guy, <laughs> and we were walking down Third Avenue, and we didn't know where we were. <laughs> so Bill goes over to uh to the cops. Sorry, there. Can I... <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm a little high. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Bill? <laughs> Why are you admitting that you're high? 
Dave Chappelle is. I've been watching a bunch of clips from the Chappelle show. Have mm. you ever watched any stuff from that? I've I've watched some stuff from that on like Vimeo. Yeah, there's one. Uh, there, there was a sketch he did, uh, and it's something along the lines that it was like a game show, and it's like, do you know black people? Oh yeah, and it's so good. It's, it's just so funny, and you've got I, all these like so-called black people experts, like yeah, uh, African American studies. Yeah, people. and then like a cop and like just a drug dealer and mm. stuff like that. And then there was one that really got me. It was like, why do black people like menthols? And then he goes, I don't know. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but there's just this, yeah, Dave did Chappelle. You, did you send that to me or did we both watch that independently? Because, I might have sent it to you. Because but it, it is hilarious. It's so funny. Dave, Dave Chappelle is like one of the best comedians. He started stand-up when he was 10 years old, I think. Mm. Which is insane. Mm. 10 years old. And he's, yeah. like, he's so funny. And like, I just can't imagine his life. Like, when he was twelve, when he was getting like high and drunk for the first time. Mm. Like, what does that do to you as a child? I suppose, yeah. Being in those like comedy club environments. I mean, like, it's a cool story, but geez, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mm. like that to happen to my kid. Yeah, it's yeah, it's weird. But if you haven't watched Dave Chappelle's Netflix specials, go and watch them because mm. they are fucking hilarious. He's got two two-parter ones. Um, and yeah, honestly, they they are just they are great. Um, also, um, I've been watching. Now we are divided on opinion with this. Actually, before we get onto it, let's get a new beer going. Yeah, let's get a new beer. So, what do you want to go for? We can go for the Angostine. No, let's go for the Pink Killer. Donka Brune. Okay, right. So we're going for the Pink Killer, Pink Grapefruit flavored beer. It's got a dog on it. Um, pink Killer never bites. It is also another Belgian. It is, yeah. I bought this. This is a yeah pink grapefruit flavored beer. I bought it in Calais, mm. but it's Belgian. Pray silence for the crack. That was a pretty disappointing crack. That was. Uh, yeah. It, the funny thing is, when I was in Calais in France, I found it very difficult to find any French beers. Um, <laughs> oh, listen to that, poor listeners. You, you're in for a treat. An audio treat. I'll tell you one thing that's weird about language. Oral, like O-R, <laughs> means with the mouth. But oral, A-U-R, means with the ears. Mm. Isn't that weird? It is. Stupid. That is so grapefruity. Oh my god. It's unreal. It's... It's... Yeah. It smells, it's like... Just... it smells like marmalade, actually, is what it smells like. Because I was thinking, it smells like a hotel breakfast. Mmm, yeah. Because it smells like marmalade. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, marmalade's always one of those things you always get in a hotel breakfast, isn't it? Yeah. God, in is fact, that maybe no, the no most one, middle class thing I've ever said? No one has ever <laughs> seen marmalade outside of a hotel breakfast. <laughs> Actually, um... Yep. Whoa, that is fruity. That is very <clears throat> fruity. Wow. And sort of like a mustiness in there, like almost yeah. dusty. Mm. Dust. Very low in fat. Dust. Dust. Anybody? Dust. I was, talking about that. I was talking about that sketch literally the other day, because my mum does uh, Slimming World, mm. right? And uh, <laughs> I made a joke, I said something to her along the lines of, oh, is it like fat fighters, you know, mm. in Little Britain? And then I was just thinking about how, like, Little Britain has not aged well. No. Um, I don't know if I spoke about this in the last podcast because it was something I was thinking about. I don't think I did. No, I don't think you did. I, it's something I've been thinking about recently a lot. Like, 
Because Little Britain is hilarious. And I will always think Little Britain is, is hilarious. Because I watched it when I was quite young. And it was that thing. And it was a bit naughty. And it was, mm. you know, sketch comedy. And it was funny. And it was great. But if it came out now, it wouldn't go down well. No. Like, for instance, the whole, I'm a lady sketch. Yeah. Now it's just like, yeah. She's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone else in the sketch is like, no, you're a bloke. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, okay, maybe that actually doesn't age well at all yeah. now. And that that whole thing about the, um, uh, is it Lou and Andy? Yeah. Like, there's a whole thing about, like, oh, there are disabled people that are pretending to be disabled. Yeah, that, but I think that, I mean... That doesn't see, age well in my view. That's because that's, yeah, because of, of your line of work. But I think perhaps... There, there's a line, and I don't think that necessarily crosses it personally. Yeah. Because I'm not, because I'm not really involved with the disabled community, I suppose. But I don't, because I never, I don't really think of it as this is saying that there's disabled people that pretend they're not disabled. I just kind of see it as, oh, uh, he, he's climbed a tree. Like, yeah. I don't, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. But, I, but then I think that's 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 an interesting point in that you know maybe. You know, my point about the whole sort of kind of... I don't want to say transphobia, but mm. it, it... It is quite transphobic. But it, it's not... I don't think it's intended to be. It's just it's just comedy. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Oh, God, that sounds, makes me sound awful, doesn't it? But I don't think it, there was any, there's any, like... Malice. Yeah, it's just it's just it's what it is. Yeah, I, th- I think that there are, there are some sketches that do hold up, like um, the hotel... Um, yes. <laughs> have you ever heard of a thing called butter, butter? <laughs> that's very funny but I think that like when the jokes are at people yeah. who are not privileged in society that's when it like crosses the yeah. line but, yeah because that's the thing though that's uh, like Vicky Pollard as well yeah. for example uh, is a very um it's it's very classist, isn't it? Mm. And it's uh, yeah, very classist against working class people, and uh, it's difficult because Vicky Pollard as a character is like quite iconic and and was a funny character, mm. but it as well is very much a caricature of like working class Britain, which is a whole yeah whole other thing. Which is funny. Um, I don't know if you've read Owen Jones. I was just about book. to say if you read Chaps, Chaps by Owen Jones, yeah, but I haven't. No, <laughs> ah, see, I've read. Some of it, I got. I had a sample of it on my because I was going to buy it, but I never did. But um, yeah, I read the synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> like you can get a sample on Kindle; it gives you like the first chapter or whatever. Mm. But there's a lot of like, yeah, like just the idea of like chav culture is very um just mm. about demonizing the working class. This is very Daily Mail, and uh, but it, it sort of infiltrated all uh, walks of life, kind of thing. Mm. Like you can be working class and be like that person's a chav. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were. Like, a lot of people I know at school, whatever, and stuff. You know, the people that were not supposedly chavvy, but were still incredibly working class people, mm. would be like, that person's a chav. I I think, yeah, if we if you want to look at a someone who started off in that, like, this isn't going to age well territory, and then progressed, I think if you look at Catherine Tate, because mm. she was the... Am I bothered? Mm. Da, 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 da. But then she also did the. I don't know 
if you've seen the middle class family sketch. Oh my god, I loved that one. Uh, well, Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so then the guy comes along with a bucket of dirty water and goes to wash the window, and they all start screaming. Kind of yeah, uh, mother, I just look. At, I just looked at the gooseberry yogurt. <laughs> what about the gooseberry yogurt? I just looked at the gooseberry yogurt, and and well, and well, what is it, Peter? Come on, speak up. <laughs> It's one day out of date. No! <laughs> yeah, like, but even then, I think with the, with Catherine Tate, the um, what was what was the oh, what was the character's name? Um, what? the the um, the am I bothered? Yeah. Um, oh, I can't remember. What was her name? Because she did the Prime Minister sketch, didn't she? Yeah, that I mean that was very ingrained in like popular culture, mm. like as much as Little Britain. Though to be fair, I think mm. both of them were at the time. And they were hilarious, like, we all loved them. But I don't think... The Am I Bothered thing doesn't feel uh, classist in the same way that Vicky Pollard does. It's more ageist than it is classist. Yeah, it's, it's like about just, like, kids children. in school. Yeah, yeah, like, it's not really... There's not There aren't really any, like, class implications with it, I don't well, think. Well, she's not saying, am I bothered? Yeah, I suppose. Like, there are... Yeah, you can argue that in that sense. But um, I think this is a... It's a really interesting... Uh, um, thing to talk about like mm. I don't know like the yeah the idea of like classes implications in stuff like Little Britain and 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 Catherine Tate like mm. the um uh I'm trying to think um in Catherine Tate like yeah, well that's the thing like you were saying like in Catherine Tate you know there's so many different variations of like things that they're making fun of mm. like moody old women <laughs> <laughs> Like the the Nan sketch in in the Catherine Tate yeah. show was, was fantastic. Like, and that that again, it was so like ingrained in in like popular culture at the time. Um, <laughs> it was so funny. Is it, that that thing when like someone comes round, it's like, oh, is it all right if I just borrow some sugar because I've just run out of sugar? Is that all right? <laughs> just... Oh, don't worry, darling. Don't you worry. You just take whatever you need. You're always welcome round here. Door shuts. <laughs> what fucking <a> liberty! <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah, I I miss these shows. Mm. Like I, you know, that's the thing. Like I say, they don't really age well, but they were funny. I think because they were funny before, it's easy to still find them funny now, mm. even knowing perhaps that they present some problematic problems. Yeah, but I think as well, sometimes art can be a medium of like showing you the truth and one of the truths is that those stereotypes existed within our yeah. society before they were presented to us in the sketch form yeah definitely and i think it's always important with stuff like that to not pretend that it didn't happen as well mm. like i think that like there's um in a lot of the old disney cartoons that were out in like the 40s or something mm. um there was a lot of them that presented a lot of really racist yeah stuff and now, at the start of them, they say something along the lines of, like... Whippy Goldberg says it, actually. Oh, yeah, we'd spoken about this before, yeah. haven't we? Yeah, you know, that they were views of their time, and mm. while they're, um... Not, uh, that's not how... That's not how they feel anymore. It's, uh, it would be far more insulting to pretend that it never happened at all, kind mm. of thing. Um, and I think that's a really interesting, uh, take on it. And I think with Little Britain, I don't think you can really, um criticize too much now 
for what Little Britain did in its sketch comedy before with with Vicky Pollard and and, and all that. Because it, at the end of the day, that was an... I've got to choose my words carefully here. Because I was going to say, because at the end of the day, that was an appealing uh, type of comedy at the time. Um, it, but it doesn't make it... It doesn't make the classist views okay. But at the same time, it was a product of its time kind of thing. It was 2004 which, or whatever. Which is really funny that we're saying, oh, it's a product of its time. Like, <laughs> and it was only like 14 years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's not that long ago. Mm. Which is just... Like, when we say, oh, yeah, can we listen to... Can we watch Kevin Spacey's films or whatever? Mm. Like, oh, but they were a product of its time. I find it less sympathetic when you're talking about the 1980s than when you talk about Little Britain. And I suppose that's because it, emotionally I'm more attached to Little Britain than I am from anything in yeah. the 1980s. Um, I think, like, with with Matt Lucas and uh, David Williams as well, because David Williams is kind of like... A little bit of a national treasure now. I mean, I personally wouldn't say so, but he's, um, you know, he he swam the channel and mm. he does Britain's Got Talent now, I think. Does he? He does. He's one of the judges. He has mm. been for a while. And he's always doing all these charity things and the children in need stuff mm. and all that sort of stuff. So it's kind of like, oh, it's him. And he, do, he writes children's books now as yeah. well, you know, and it's like... So it's fine. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? I don't. I... Yeah, it, and it is really, really funny. Like looking at the, uh, particularly the representation of disability within the media, mm. because um, yeah, you think um, back in the two thousands, Little Britain, Lou and Andy was the representation of disability. Yeah, but you think about now, and Lost Voice, Lost Voice guy has just won Britain's Got Talent, a guy with cerebral palsy and can't speak. Oh shit! I don't know. I don't watch Britain's Got Talent. No, I, really I saw a video on Facebook, <laughs> and I also saw a lot of tweets saying, "I'm really glad for the disability community because the other, the runner-up, has Asperger's, mm. um, which small sidebar is very very funny when Canadians say Asperger's because they say Asperger's. They say Asperger's, <laughs> and I was very very drunk when I first heard someone, a Canadian, say As. Asperger's. I was like, do you mean they've got burgers in their arse? Well, that's actually a whole South Park episode. Is it? Yeah. They're like, uh, because Cartman's like, no way is there a thing called Asperger's. And then he does this whole thing where he starts selling burgers um, that uh, he's like, they've gone through his arse or something. And they're literally Asperger's. And it's a whole whole thing. But it is very funny. But um, yeah. But I think. But one, what, yeah, what I wanted to say yeah. is that I did my um, EPQ on this. Is that like comedy is a way of groundbreaking new ideas into the public consciousness in a very safe way, mm-hmm. and I think that having a disabled comedian like Lost Voice Guy mm-hmm. um, is a very very effective way of getting people onto the stage and telling them, getting people to tell their own stories and their own experiences of life through the medium of comedy because it's a less confrontational way of like saying you and your society have made my life really shit mm. yeah um, another thing about uh, Little Britain guys mm-hmm. so again uh, so I've got two more two more things to, to say about this really um, one is about Come Fly With Me and one is about uh, a sketch they did at 
an awards ceremony. And I want to say the Brit Awards, but I don't think it was the Brit Awards. Mm. But it was a music awards, definitely. And um, Robbie Williams was being presented with an award. And this was 2006, maybe, or something. So when Robbie Williams and Take That weren't speaking. Mm. Um, and James Corden did this thing with Gary Barlow about a year ago, maybe two years ago now. It was like an evening with Gary Barlow. And Gary Barlow was talking about how he suffered a lot from like depression and stuff like that mm. after Take That split up before they got back together. And they... But that wasn't... No one knew that until this TV special. And uh, at that awards... Um, so Robbie Williams is getting presented with this award and they announce, oh, here's Gary Barlow and one of the other guys can take that to present this award. And mm. Robbie Williams has stood there like, uh, mm. what? And then Matt Lucas and David Williams come out pretending to be Gary Barlow and this other guy. And it's all quite funny. And then whoever's playing Gary Barlow makes this joke about how he's so depressed and he's on all these antidepressants. And they didn't know for at the time that he was genuinely mm. suffering from that. It was just a joke because, um, you know, like, because take that and split up or whatever. Mm. And then this thing comes out with Gary Barlow, James Gordon. Gary Barlow's talking about it. And uh, I don't know if you follow Matt Lucas on Twitter. Uh, no, I don't. He's, he's quite funny, I do. But um, everyone just started going in at him about how awful that is and how awful, like, it was for them to have done that and stuff. And he's like... We didn't know, don't like, mm. <laughs> you know, and I think that. So it, it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because it's like comedy. I I personally think you should be able to joke about anything. Mm. Um, I think as long as you're not being malicious with it, I think you should be able to joke about anything. And it, it's funny as well because um that whole thing with Jimmy Savile and like how everyone knew but no one knew mm. about Jimmy Savile. Um, and there's like there's clips of. Um, who is it? Johnny Rotten, um, saying like everyone knows that he's a paedophile. <laughs> like no one's talking about it, but everyone knows it. Yeah. And then there's clips from um, the Soccer Saturday where they're saying, "Oh yeah, oh someone's a paedophile," but they don't rhyme with Mimi Mavel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And it's like, oh yeah, everyone knew, but it was only. You could only make jokes about it. You can talk about it. Right, yeah. I oh, think, God, yeah. But I think that that is sort of the social purpose of comedy is mm. to bring those things that you're not allowed to talk about into the public space. Yeah. Which is why you should be allowed to joke about anything. Yes. No, I totally agree. Um, and I think... So my other point with uh, Come Fly With Me, that wasn't that long ago. I was like, what, 2011, maybe? 2010, 2011? Yeah, it was fairly recent. Um the uh, Precious, I think her name was. Well, I, I can't remember. The, uh, I didn't actually watch We got the cups, any. we got the coffee, but we got no hot water. So I have to close the shop and, and then she, and I've taken all the petty cash and I'm going to... And she goes and spends it on like the fruity machine or whatever, like all the petty cash. She's a coffee shop woman. Oh, uh, yeah. I haven't watched Come Fly With Me, I don't think. It's very funny. It's very. Mm. It's like an airport, doc, one of those airport documentaries, um, but like obviously just mm. comedy. Like... Um, but that's blackface. Is it? <laughs> He's like it's Matt Lucas playing a black woman. Mm. Like it's very there. There's no other uh, two ways about it. He's in blackface, mm. and it's kind of like now it's like at the time it was like ha ha, you know whatever. But now it, I'm kind of like, mm. yeah, it's um, 
Hmm. I don't know how to uh, yeah. feel about it. It's, it's it's strange, but that's that's the the boundaries of what's acceptable in comedy change so quickly. I think, mm. um, especially as you know things become more progressive now, um, and they continue to be, and that's a good thing. Mm. Certainly, obviously, you know, I'm not disputing that at all. Um, but I think. The point is, is it like, is it okay to still laugh at at that when yeah. you know that it's incredibly problematic now? And I don't have an answer for that. I honest. don't, and I think that I could watch it, and I probably still would laugh at it. Mm. But I'm not saying that it's okay that I do, <laughs> but I'm just saying that I probably would, mm. and that's because I don't know. Like, I think because I found it funny previously, and I think it probably makes me. I don't want to say that it makes me a shitty person for saying I laugh at it because it's comedy and the whole purpose is you're supposed to laugh at it. But I think knowing in the back of my head that it's ro- that it, what, it, what I'm being presented with is inherently not okay anymore. Mm. But it wasn't necessarily... I mean, blackface has never been good. That's, that's yeah. never <laughs> been a thing that's been fine. Um, well, apart from, you know, in the 1940s, but I don't know how to... I don't know yeah. how to feel. It's it's strange. But at the same time as well, like I feel like on this podcast, I'm always very restricted with what I say in terms mm. of my opinions on things. And I'm trying not to be like that anymore. I'm trying to be a bit more honest. Like if I like for instance, I like like me saying that I'll go and laugh at that. Mm. Because it's comedy and that is maybe it makes me a shitty person. But it's comedy. So but at the same time I don't really watch it anymore. It's something I watched in the past. Yeah. Not now. So I just don't know. It, yeah, it leads me on to an interesting point, actually. But first, I think that I'd like to open this fierce beer. Would you yeah. like to read the story? Oh, I would. You know I love to read the story. So it's called Peanut Riot. It's a peanut porter. It's 6.5%. Peanut Riot Porter is seriously good. One sip and you'll be immediately transported to the confectionery counter. Flavours of chocolate, dark roasted peanuts, and a little salt will satisfy chocoholics, peanut fans, and beer drinkers alike. Beertopia? Just maybe. So that's um. So this is the fierce beer, and I'm very, very excited for it. It came all the way from Scotland. Interestingly, suitable for vegetarians, not vegans. Hmm. I wonder what they use. But Milk. there's no. But it's for allergens. It says barley, wheat, and peanuts. Mm. There's no. Doesn't say dairy or anything. At Fierce HQ, we make beer that is packed with flavour. We only use the best quality natural ingredients and source as much as possible locally. Our beers are unpasteurised and unrefined. Sorry, unfined. There we go. So all the natural flavours stay inside. No escape for these guys, they're all yours. And it's hand-brewed in Aberdeen, Scotland. So yeah, do you want to pray silence for the crack? Oh, Uh oh, oh. Oh my god, it is... That was a lot. I didn't expect it to fizz. Yeah, I didn't expect it to fizz. Dark beers, you don't generally think. Oh my god, that's so peanutty. Just take that on the nose. Oh, gosh. That is beautiful. Oh, I actually put it on my nose. <laughs> I do that all the time. I take it on the nose and I just stick my nose in it. If you if you tap the top of it, it like fizzes more. Oh my god, it does. Look at that. So what we're doing is we're tapping the top of the bubbles and then the bubbles are fizzing more vociferously. 
So what I was going to say... Is that a thing that you learnt or something you just did actually? No, I have just did it with my nose and then it <laughs> happened. Isn't that so cool? That's got to be something to do with like the oils in your fingers or something. Well, oils maybe. in your skin. Surely. Interesting. So what I wanted to say is that in watching Little Britain or anything that like isn't okay now, mm-hmm. um, you are supporting that that sort of comedy like uh, and so what i was like one of my friends miranda so miranda young oh big shout out to miranda she gave us a shout out on her um vlog so we'll give her a shout out she liked my tweet earlier did she (laughs) she followed me on twitter the other day and yeah i watched her vlog as well yeah so she she's my friend from bristol um and she was saying oh yeah i was listening to the new kanye album and i was saying i'm boycotting it because of like his pro Trump agenda, and she was saying, "Oh, I didn't think about it that way." But for me, boycotting Kanye is like a—it's an important thing to do because I don't think that you should give a platform to racists and nationalists, and I don't think that he should be providing cover for Trump. I—it's an—that's an interesting point. I uh, personally love the new Kanye movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Um, I think that... I, I, I think that um, actually... So I've had a, a bit of a revelation with this kind of thing uh, recently in terms of... So I'm very left-wing. I'm, I'm incredibly left-wing. But I think uh, I'm. It's it's important to blur the lines a little bit sometimes. And I think... It's 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 a really weird thing, but I think if I think it's entirely possible to have respect for someone that you politically disagree with. Still, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't think Kanye's a, a nationalist or a racist. I mean, he is black, and I know he the whole there was the whole slavery is a choice thing mm. or was a choice, um, but I think that was maybe taken a little out of context. But because he used those words, then that's the headline. Do you know? What yeah, I, mean? I well. The, the, on the other hand, he used those words. Yeah, and <laughs> like I, those are the like he was misquoted by people quoting what he said. Yeah, and I get that. Um, I so I so I love Kanye, and I have done for many a year. <laughs> um, and I just I uh, yeah I don't I don't know how to how to best describe this. His new EP is fantastic. Mm. It really is. It really is good. Uh, there's a the opening song is called "I Thought About Killing You." And the lines are something along. It's something along the lines of, "I know, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to something along the lines of it. I'm going to get the lyrics up because it's a really like uh, powerful lyric. I think. Um, have we done what we've been listening to yet? We haven't, have we? No, we haven't. <laughs> Good because I've jumped around. I've got a lot to unpack with that. Um, here we go. Uh, today I thought about. Killing uh, today, I seriously thought about killing you. I contemplated premeditated premeditated murder, and I think about killing myself. And I love myself way more than I love you. So, <laughs> and it's and that's I just I think that's a really um it's a very Kanye lyric, isn't it? But it is great. Mm. It is, and yeah, I think that if you shut out any kind of right wing views all the time. Then or or shut out any right wing, um, 
uh, people that hold right wing views, even if the mm. content like that, there's nothing right wing about his EP. There's yeah. nothing political about it at all. Um, uh, I think that, like, unless it is to an extreme, you know, someone like the leader of the KKK, you, mm. you know, that's that's that's. Have you heard his new single? It's lit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's that's a different. That's a different level mm. than Kanye having a Make America Great Again hat. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I just so, think... Yeah, I, I see it as, like, the... Donald Trump is president of America, mm. and he is a white nationalist racist. Uh, it's very salty, isn't it, this bit? It is so salty. Jesus Christ. I think that it might benefit from being chilled, because it is... Yeah. It's a, it's a piece of work because it oh. is <laughs> room temperature. There's something. Um, Sorry, <laughs> but but yeah, I think that yes, I should listen to works of music by people on the right and on the left, and all, all, all pieces of art from people of a wide distribution. But fascists and nationalists, I think that it's okay to destroy their freedom of speech. I don't think that you have a freedom of speech. If you're a fascist or a nationalist, uh, okay. I, I mean, I do disagree. I think that I think that you that, that you know, freedom of speech is freedom of speech. But uh, ooh, ooh, oh, I can't. Oh, why are we getting? Oh, fucking hell! We've gone political. We're going. No, no, no. We're not. This is. It's not even that. So we're talking about freedom of speech because freedom of speech is such as like such as thing at the moment, and it's and it's vote. Oh, oh like I'm Roseanne. So Roseanne got cancelled, didn't mm. it, in America? Good. Fucking, she tweeted some racist shit about Obama's um, old uh, key advisor, I think, or yeah, press secretary, something like that, looking like a monkey or something yeah. because she was black. And I'm like, you, you can't just get away with that. And so mm. I'm glad that it got cancelled like that night. Um, and where was I going with that? But no, but yeah, I saw her tweet about because of the midterm elections at the moment in America, and she was like, oh, vote. Don't forget to vote for your Republican candidate. Vote for freedom of speech. And it's like, freedom of speech doesn't mean you get to say whatever you want without consequence. Mm. Like, you can't just say something racist and expect everything to go on as normal. Your show gets cancelled. That's not. That that's not anything against freedom of speech. That's you being a shitty person. Yeah, that's consequences for your actions. Yeah. And I think, you know, freedom of speech is this term that's thrown around so much at the moment. And, you know, people people like to say that left-wing people are snowflakes or whatever. Mm. But the people that moan the most that I've seen, honestly, are the, the right-wing right reactionaries. Yeah, like, they're like, you know. And uh, what I'm really enjoying at the moment is left-wing people calling right-wing people snowflakes when they get when they get all up in arms about something. Um... But I think, uh, so, you, like, it's it's annoying because I agree with what you said. That those people don't deserve freedom of speech, but they also do, and that's the problem. Mm. Because to them, they're right. And I know that it they are completely wrong. Mm. <laughs> there is no part of me that's saying, because they think they're right, that makes it right in some way. That's not yeah. what I'm saying at all, because, no. Because <laughs> you can't... It, it, it's baffling to me that there are so many regressive views that um, it's uh, that are divided as 
right wing and left wing and it's like oh that person's right wing it's okay for them to have those views because they're 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 very right wing mm. and it's like well that's not really how this works mm. us being us considering ourselves left wing and thinking that trans people should have the same rights as everyone else that that isn't a left wing opinion <laughs> that's not uh, yeah that's not yeah that's not left wing it's a fucking humanist isn't mm. it that's just not being a fucking cunt mm. <laughs> to be honest and like i just i don't know it, it the whole freedom of speech thing is a thing that really yeah. annoys me and gets well, gets me going, as yeah, you can the, tell. But. The reason why it's bubbling around in my head is that I've, I've had the week off. Mm. Uh, so I've had a week on holiday. And one of the things that I've done with my week is I've read a lot of literature about the philosophy of fascism. And one of the reasons that um, is cited in a lot of the fascist uh, philosophy literature mm-hmm. is that liberals, like people who believe in liberal values, free speech and all that sort of thing, they give cover to fascists who say, oh, well, it's your freedom of speech, just talk about whatever you want. Mm. And then they say they're right-wing nationalist things, and then suddenly, as soon as they get into power, there's no such thing as freedom of speech because... I suppose, yeah. So one of the things that I've been... One of the things that's been bubbling around in my head is, uh, is it okay to, like use extraordinary force against uh, fascism and Nazis. So is it okay to punch a Nazi? Mm. Well, we've had this conversation a lot. We have had this conversation. (laughs) And so, like, the conclusion that I came to, and just put a pin in this conversation, is I probably need to learn how to throw a punch before I think... (laughs) (laughs) Before I think whether or not it's good or it's bad. So uh, I'm I'm holding judgment on that until I can actually throw a punch. Yeah. Because that's the whole, like, Antifa thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, we literally fought world wars against fascism. Yeah. Uh, and now the people that would call the people that fought those wars heroes are incredibly mm. f- f- fascist themselves. That's not to say that I wouldn't call those people heroes, because they are, and we probably owe our entire livelihoods to uh, the people that fought in those world wars. And I don't think anyone... Could disagree with that, to be honest. Well, I feel like maybe there are people that could disagree with it, but I think that you know when you've got uh, literal Nazis yeah. <laughs> uh, invading all of Europe, um, and it's uh, that's that's not mm. really a, a political debate. That's yeah. I I think about because um, a lot of those poets uh, that went to. Spain to fight fascism mm. like if there if there was a fascist uprising in Italy or Turkey or whatever would you fly over there and fight Nazis it's, it's a whole that's, that's the thing isn't that's it that's a like yeah. I'm not sure that I would mm. but I do know a guy who was planning on flying out to fight ISIS that's mad which is insane yeah and he got talked out of it by his girlfriend which I'm very pleased <laughs> yeah. with but like isn't that insane that one that that people did it a hundred years ago to go and fight fascism, and two that we could do it now. Yeah, but I think it's oh, that's it's that's such a <laughs> too many strong beers. I think to to get onto that now, but um, it's. Do uh, you want to talk about the beer a bit? Because yeah, it's, it's salty as it's shit. It's really fucking salty. Um, it is peanutty. 
It is, is peanutty. Cool. I'm really sorry because this is not what I expected from a fierce beer. It's not very nice. It's um, it's, it's not just terrible, too actually. salty. I'm like, yeah, yeah the, the the main problem is it is too salty, but it is. I'm still kind of enjoying it. I think I can have definitely couldn't have any more than this. I think maybe I would prefer mm. to just have less than this. To yeah, be honest, but. Um, it is I would nice. rather taste this and be like, oh, that's a weird beer, and then not try it ever again. Mm. Um, I got very excited about this beer. Yeah, I know you did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to you that it's not that great. That's mm. Because you were the one that was really excited about it. I spent 60 quid on these type of <laughs> I beers. really hope the rest of yeah, them are I good. Hope <laughs> they, I hope it picks up. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, gosh. Um, so, yeah, sorry that that got quite political. Mm. Um, we try not to, but... You know, we always do. Yeah. And also, you're on your whole new, like, I'd say what I want. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. That's what I mean when I'm saying, when I said, like, I'm trying not to just, like, restrict what I say anymore in terms of, like, mm. what I say on the podcast, at least, because I like, uh, in the past on the podcast, in the past on the podcast, fucking hell, that was a yeah. mouthful. Uh, I've been very, uh, I, I've restricted myself sometimes. Mm. Um, and I think as well, like uh, there's this uh, an important thing I've come to realize is that Twitter, particularly Twitter, spe- specifically Twitter, um, has influenced a lot of my views on things, and that's fine because I'm getting a broader uh, spectrum of opinions uh, with it. But I feel that I've got too much from. Uh, too much of my opinions from Twitter, and that uh, the the like mob mentality that happens a lot uh, has affected the way I think about things. Mm. And I often I feel like there's been a few times where I actually haven't just had an opportunity to form my own opinion of something because I've seen so many other opinions and because I follow a lot of left wing people on Twitter. Um, that I haven't had an excuse to form my own opinion. Mm. Um, I've been writing a lot of poetry lately. Mild segue, but I wrote a poem about it. Um, I'm not going to read it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and it's this sort of... It's a culture of outrage, and... <sighs> so, do you, would you like to read this Twitter thread? Because I don't know if you've watched any of ContraPoints. She's a uh, a trans YouTuber, and she's very, very funny. Mm-hmm. So, would you just like to read yeah. that thread? Okay, um... I heart pizza. Disclaimer. Okay, so yes, I'm aware that pizza is a code word for human trafficking victims. According to the right-wing Pizzagate conspiracy theory, I renounce this theory, which I did not intend to reference, and I apologise to those who are hurt and or confused. I'm also aware that pizza consumed in the US is a bastardization of indigenous Neapolitan culinary tradition and that the domination of big American chain restaurants is a form of cultural violence that is erasing this tradition along with many others. I'm furthermore aware that pizza is generally produced using meat and dairy products by an industry which, in addition to inflicting extreme harm on animals, is among the most dangerous and exploitative for its workers. I'm trying to educate myself as well as improving my own habits by switching to vegan options whenever possible. However, it has been pointed out to me that one of the leading vegan cheese manufacturers is owned by a company that experiments on animals. Several of you have now taken me to task for continuing to associate with friends and family who continue to espouse problematic views about pizza. (laughs) <laughs> I hereby condemn and disown these friends along with many, along with any others who continue to associate with them I was remiss not to mention earlier that the harm caused 
by the dairy industry is better appreciated from an eco-feminist standpoint that recognises the fundamentally patriarchal mindset underlying the exploitation of the female reproductive functions of dairy cows and the commodification of lactation without respect to its environment impact, which, coupled with the overuse of fossil fuels, is predicted to cost millions of lives, beginning with the most marginalised but eventually making the earth uninhabitable, uh, precipitating the end of humanity. I'm so sorry. I'm so fucking sorry for everything. <laughs> now that I think that sums that sums up what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think. Um, I thought to a, that to it would a, be a good time. That sums up perfectly what I'm trying to say. Um. So yeah, that's that's that. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for l- allowing that to say what I needed to say yeah. without me. Saying something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, ContraPoint, she's so clever. Mm. And all of her videos are so incredibly funny, so incredibly on the nose. She did um, she did something about being a trans woman, being a right-wing trans woman, and trying to, like, police other trans women, say, like, oh, come on, you need to, like, shave your legs and be like that, and da-da-da-da. Um, and then there's this morphia that comes from trying to make trans women more acceptable to right-wing people and then think these people are never, ever going to accept me, even mm. though I'm one of the good ones. Mm. Um, which I thought that was a really, really interesting take because I was very, very ready to laugh at the trans woman who was policing other trans women. Yeah. And then it took a very sympathetic, dark turn. I was mm. like, this is art. Mm. Bloody hell. Contrapoise is fantastic. Yeah, it sounds it. Um, but yeah, in fact, so the, the, the poem <laughs> that mm. I wrote, the opening line of, the opening line is, or and I think it's probably called, uh, What Are We Angry About Today? Mm. And that's the whole, the whole thing. And it's that like, whatever everyone's up in arms about today won't matter tomorrow because they're up in arms about something else. Yeah. And I feel like that's very much the Twitter culture. Mm. Um, and um, yeah so that's how I feel about that and uh, yeah so with Twitter at the moment I just I've given up caring uh, last night I <laughs> I like to think of it as a bit of a Kanye Twitter breakdown <laughs> uh, in that I just like I just don't care now mm. and I just tweet whatever the shit I want and like that's not to say that I'm tweeting anything like xenophobic or like <laughs> anything like that but I'm literally just like so I would I would uh vet what I would put out on Twitter. Mm. I just, I wouldn't really tweet very often. I'd only tweet if I thought I had something funny to say. Yeah. But now I'm just kind of like, I'm saying, I'm watching this film. Because that is a boring ass tweet that no one cares about. Mm. But that's kind of the point because no one gives a fuck what you're putting on Twitter. Yeah, no, just, no one cares. Just scroll past it. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> that, and that is very much the point. No one fucking cares at all. So I'm just kind of treating it like no one cares. And ever since I started treating it like no one cares, everyone started liking, retweeting, and replying to my tweets. And I'm just like, great, okay, so what's the, what's, what is the point? <laughs> what are the rules? <laughs> what are the rules? Um, but yeah, so uh, follow me on Twitter. It's, you're going to be in for a wild ride. You're going to be in for some boring-ass tweets. Yeah. Um, but some of them are boring. Some of them are weird. I like to think that now I'm going to start tweeting like Kanye and Jaden Smith. <laughs> um, <just laughs> you weird. never realise, realise Only realise can realise, realise <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I just, yeah, i just given up caring mm. And, and it's freeing it's Yeah, freeing. I think that that's a good way to live your life Is just like, 
living your own truth rather than... Yeah, and I think that's important. Like, I don't need to vet myself on Twitter. My point that I made is that... Um, hang on, let me read something I tweeted yesterday. Um, because I was... Uh, right, where are we? So, uh, I said... Um, oh, where am I? Oh god, I tweeted so much yesterday. <laughs> I tweeted more yesterday than I have in like the last th- two months put together. That is quite impressive. And that's because I just don't care. I was just sat there just tweeting shit. I, I, so I said, I find it really interesting how completely pointless anything I could have to say on Twitter is, and I still say it. Um, if for those of you who can hear noises, Ben's going to pee. So, oh, buckle in, you're uh, get ready to listen to me talk about the shit that I've tweeted. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then I said, I, th- oh, sorry, I think I'm just going to tweet whatever I want from now on because it's all meaningless anyway. Apart from the fact that, you know, it's there for the entire world to see. But then again, most of the world doesn't know or care who I am. So it really doesn't matter. Um, and uh, I said, yeah, following my earlier point about everything I tweet being pointless... But I'll tweet it anyway. It's actually a nice feeling because I can just put a bunch of shit out and not even have to worry. Because it, it is all, it's all meaningless. <laughs> it is. Uh, unless you're a person of influence, really, anything you put on Twitter is pretty fucking meaningless. And that's not to uh, invalidate the stuff you put out on Twitter because I'm still doing it. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I think that that's the point I'm trying to make is that just do whatever you want. Uh, just don't expect people to care, maybe. which is mildly depressing Um, but if you do it without expecting people to care then you're going to be a lot happier about it I think that's the thing I'm just doing it without without any hope or agenda and uh, that's what uh, that's that's why I'm enjoying it so I was just saying that like everything on everything on Twitter is meaningless Ben's back so that's why I'm just talking hello Um, just saying that everything on Twitter is meaningless and that that unless you're a person of influence anything you put out on Twitter is is completely meaningless and pointless yep. and that's not to invalidate anyone's experience with Twitter because but just as long as you kind of don't care because mm. if you care and you want people to hear you and no one's hearing you it's going to be frustrating yeah so it's that thing of like set your expectations low but your goals high yeah definitely I just yeah I'm just doing whatever the fuck I want and it's nice mm. <laughs> within reason though that is the important thing when I say doing whatever the fuck I want I'm doing whatever the fuck I want but I'm just I like to think I'm not being well, Yeah, I think that like a lot of the stuff is like um, when uh, that um, argument against atheism, where it's like, well, if God isn't telling you not to murder, then why don't you murder? And it's like, because I don't want to murder anyone. <laughs> That's a shitty thing to do anyway. Yeah. Also against the law. Mm. I don't want to spend my entire life in prison. But but and I just couldn't kill someone. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It's like <laughs> so like. Do what you want, but please don't want to do anything shit. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's the best way of putting it, yeah. Do what you want, just as long as you're not a fucking psychopath. Mm. Um, beer? Beer. So, I, while going to the, the toilet, I also went and got the lime beer. So we can go for this one or this one? Go for the dark one, end on the lime one, I think. Cool. So this is a Belgian Klooster beer. Um, it has the word donker on it, and that, that <laughs> makes me chuckle. <laughs> donker Brun. Um, so, Kloster, I think that that is where it is brewed. So, 
Kloster beer, it was brewed in a cloister okay. in a monastery. So that's oh, like oh. a little inset bit in it the wall. It does look like it's brewed in a monastery from the picture. Yeah. So it's Augustine. Uh, started in the year 1296. Oh, fucking hell. Nope, nope. 1295. It's 1295. <laughs> <laughs> Discount click. Uh, do you want to open that bad boy? Pray silence for the crack. It, thankfully, this one has not just gone absolutely no, all over the place. How much is in this? Oh, it's very dark. It's got quite a thick head as well. On the nose, very Belgian. <laughs> <laughs> we, we say that far too much. We do. But, I mean, you know what we mean when we say very Belgian. It's just, it's just Belgian, you know? I'm getting, like, dried fruit, like a Christmas pudding. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely Christmas pudding-y vibes in there. Yeah. And maybe a bit of brandy. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what you put on Christmas pudding, isn't it? Oh, do you? Yeah, you pour that one and then set it on fire, don't you? Ah, does that get rid of the brandy? Or does it just make it warm? Right in really if you've got know. brandy <laughs> trivia. I always just thought it was pretty. You can taste the brandy a little bit. Oh. Okay, so it can't get rid of all of it. Can get it? Rid of it. it depends how much you put on, I suppose. Mm. So I'm going to test my stick a finger in your foam mm. and see if it disappears. No, not to the same extent as the peanut beer did. See, I poured mine a little more. Mine's yeah, still you... a little bit more fizz. I didn't really... So, yeah, I'm going to go in for my first sip. Oh, that's really nice. Oh, This is um, 8%, but this does not taste strong. No. It's so smooth. Could drink a lot of that. Yeah. It is a dangerous <clears throat> amount of smooth. Mm. Oh, boy. That's nice. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not actually too full, actually. You could drink this relatively quickly. Not quickly. But yeah, no, I get what but you mean. But it, it's not a sipper by any sense. No, sip. yeah, definitely. Um, so back to what we were watching. <laughs> <laughs> we segued. Big time. Um, we uh, uh, So we are very... Because I started talking about this earlier and then we went for a beer, I think. But we are quite divided on opinion on this. Mm. But the break with Michelle Wolf. Yeah. See, I really like it. But you're not too keen, are you? No, it feels clunky, and it feels like it has potential, and it feels like it's going to be good, but it's not good at the moment. See, I just disagree. Like, I just don't think it feels clunky. I think... I, I, I just don't. She feels really wooden to me. Like, I feel like once she relaxes into her role as a host, she'll be fine, but she feels really, really wooden, and, like, there's no rapport with the audience. It feels really weird. Suppose, but I feel... I don't think she feels wooden. I think she's just like it, it. To me, it just seems like she's having a really fucking good time with it and just having fun. Mm. Um, and her, the sketches are are great. I think she does a fake advert, like or a couple of fake adverts in every episode. She's only there's only two episodes out so far. Um, so go watch it for yourself and see what you think because it's a weekly thing. It's a Netflix original, but it's yeah. Like a, so you probably want to get on the train now. Yeah, um, but it was a lot better than. The Joe McHale show with Joe McHale. Oh yeah, Joe McHale show with Joe McHale was was a piece of fucking work. I mean, it was. I watched ten minutes of that. I was like, I'm done. I watched one episode, 
And I was kind of like, that was kind of funny, but it was kind of like a not as good version of Russell Howard's Good News. Yeah, it was like, here are some clips from TV that you haven't watched. Yeah. I was not interested, it wasn't good. Because I like Joe McHale. Yeah, me too. Um, but I really like Michelle Wolf. I think she is incredibly funny. She upset an awful lot of reporters at the White House Correspondents' Dinner this year um, by taking the piss out of them. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of Fox News reporters, etc. Um, is she the one that um, had a go at Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Yes, I believe that is that is Michelle Wolf. Yeah, um, and yeah, and I think she's hilarious. But the, yeah, the, the fake adverts like is there's, they're very clickhole, mm. I think, and I love that. Like though she did this advert for uh, uh, the new Amazon Echo or something, the Amazon Echo Three, um, and now with a special added feature. You have to feed it lunch meat, <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the Amazon Echo Three doesn't care, uh, like what where, time what it time is. it is. It will it will just request lunch meat without any uh, agenda. <laughs> so it's like it could be the middle of the night, and then it won't shut up until you give it lunch meat. And it's just ridiculously funny. I think. Yeah. There was a good Me Too sketch as well. I I really liked. You said that you you thought it felt, again. It felt clunky, didn't you? Which was the Me Too sketch? When she's talking about how like you can't say the words Me Too anymore. Oh yeah. Uh, and, like she's in a, on a date with this guy and he's like ordering his food. And then she goes, then she oh, goes yeah, me oh yeah, oh yeah, me too. And then everyone in the restaurant's like, <gasps> <gasps> and the waiter's like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, so they change it to twinsies. Or, mm. wasn't it? it's, it's, I thought it was really funny I genuinely did I thought it was it was really very really funny yeah I just I still found it really awkward I don't know it's just everything feels half a beat behind where it should be okay that's yeah that's an interesting take I just yeah I just I it's it's rare that we disagree so much on comedy specifically mm. as well but um especially since we don't really disagree on any of the like philosophy behind it it's like yeah. I think that the execution was poor and you think the execution was great like yeah. that's all really weird thing to disagree on and like she does this section called or she in the first episode she did this section called Sports Smash mm. um, because she was she's like oh it's a woman sat behind a desk that means one it can only mean one thing she's going to talk about feminism <laughs> but no we're going to do this section called Sports Smash and then they make it very sporty and like make it very masculine and sports smash and she's talking about feminism yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really funny that I thought was a very good section but yeah it's would you like me to pause it no it's fine cool <laughs> what, so I can't even remember have we done the what have you listened to so far I know we haven't that's, no, the, that's the thing that we need yeah. to do yeah. but yeah I, I'm I think that the break with Michelle Wolf will be hilarious in like two or three months' time. At the moment, I'm not sold. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. That's a fair viewpoint to have, I think. Um, I'll just put my phone on. Because I, I think with uh, like even like John Oliver or Trevor Noah, like when you start off with those shows, you need to build up a way. You need to build up a confidence with it. She doesn't fill me with confidence with the way that she acts. Yeah, fair enough. John Oliver is very funny. John Oliver <laughs> is very funny. And they tackle some like really, really tough issues that are not very interesting. Like, oh yeah, campaign finance. So you can donate this much in this event and this much in this event and this much in this... And then you're like, oh, I'm asleep. Yeah. But somehow they make it entertaining. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, okay, so what have you been listening to? I have a lot to talk about with what I've been listening <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, do you want to just rip right into it? All right, fuck it. First and foremost, the most important thing to mention is the new ni- is the new song by the 1975. Um, it's called Give Yourself a Try, and it is amazing. I uh, I was traveling back from Lincoln. I was in a car on the way back from Lincoln when they premiered it. Blasted it through the speakers on Radio 1, Annie Mac, hottest record in the world. And she played it three times in a row. <laughs> she literally played it twice in a row, then they spoke a little bit about it, and then she played it again. And I kind of had a lot of respect for that, I'm not going to lie. But it is fantastic. There's like a... The, the, the sort of guitar riff is so simple, but so amazing. And it's just such an upbeat song. Like, I read that... Because they released the lyrics beforehand in a poster. And I read the lyrics, and I was like, this is going to be a slow, sad song, I think. Mm. But it's so upbeat, and it's so fun. And the lyrics are... Like, the lyrics are amazing. The... Um, uh, what would you say to your younger self? Growing a beard's quite hard, and whiskey never starts to taste nice. Uh, and you'll make a lot of money, and it's funny because you'll move somewhere sunny and get addicted to drugs and spend obscene amounts on fucking seeds and beans online. And I'm just <laughs> and it, like, because they're funny lyrics, but they're also like the True. growing a beard quite hard and whiskey never starts to taste nice thing. I was like, damn. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> See, I, you tweeted that, and I was like, oh. Brian's just tweeting that because he's just tweeting whatever is on his mind. <laughs> no, that and was... I, I wanted to reply to you to be like, whiskey does taste quite nice. Yeah, I kind of am enjoying whiskey these days. But it's... My beard came out of nowhere, <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't try. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, just the, like everything about the song is fun. The music video is great. Um, the, the 1975 are putting out two albums in the next year. Mm. Two. And it's, not it's, a two so ambitious. it's not a two-part album. Like, they were very clear about that on their radio interview. They were saying, they uh, so, because it was originally going to be called Music for Cars, and now it's uh, going to be called a uh, Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships, mm. which I think is incredibly interesting, because that's something I find incredibly interesting anyway, and I hope that the album does delve into, into that. Uh, and then they said the other album... They said they'd announce what the other album's called later on a, on a later date, but they actually did announce it, I think, and I can't remember what it's called now. Um, but the album's going to be out in October. Apparently they're going to be releasing four other songs before then as well um, in the build-up to it. Uh, so so ambitious. So ambitious, and they are such a good band. They're one of the best bands in the bloody world. Um, and, yeah, I, I completely love 1975. I think Matt Healy is an artistic genius <laughs> to like not to not to play it down <laughs> but genuinely I think he is a fucking genius um, and yeah I'm very excited about the 1975 um, what else have I been listening to um, I, I've been listening to is it Bad Abandonment uh, so it's like uh, Bad Breeding and their album is called Abandon- or their EP is called Abandonment um and so this is another uh, <laughs> endorsed by my dad, mm-hmm. but it's a very old school sounding but new punk band. Like so that. just like shouty lyrics and guitars, and you can't really hear what's going on, but it's a, it's a it's a good time. So kind of like slaves. Yeah, a bit like slaves. I do like slaves. Yeah. Um, that sounds good. You have to hit me up with that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, a, I love that. Forward it to you. Um, so <clears throat> other than the nineteen seventy five. 
At midnight this morning, Def Havana put out a new song called Sinner, and it is great. I love Def Havana. Def Havana were the band I'd seen the most times live up until April when I saw the Wonder Years for the 12th time. I've seen Def Havana live 11 times. <laughs> um, uh, and they're, they're great, and they've just, they, yeah, they announced their new album last night, put a new song out. It's called Sinner. The new album's called Rituals. It's, uh, it's great. Uh, another shout out, Father John Misty. His new album is great. It's called God's Favorite Customer. Uh, highlights for me are The Songwriter and Hang Out with the Gallows, I think, which is the opening track. Also, Ye by Kanye West. Mm. I think it is great. Highlights boycott. for me. Hashtag boycott Fuck ye. you. Highlights are I Thought About Killing You and Ghost Town. Uh, they're, they're great. Give yourself a try. Did I talk about the Wood Brothers last time? River Takes a Town? No, I don't think you did. I think maybe I did. Or maybe you did. But <laughs> there's a song called River Takes a Town by the Wood Brothers. It's a country song. Uh, and it's very, very good. And that whole album is actually quite good. Now, I was in Brighton two weeks ago-ish. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I was in a coffee shop called Trading Post, I believe. Very nice coffee shop. Very good coffee. They had different types of coffee that I could pick from, which was nice because I was getting an espresso. Mm. And it's nice to try the... T- anyway. Sitting there. a big crowd out in the street. And as we're walking in, I'm like, you know, it's sort of weaving through the crowd, like, mm. trying to get past. So I said to someone, I was like, what are you all waiting for? And they were like, oh, Passenger's about to play. And I was like, what? <laughs> Passenger? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, all right. So I went in the coffee shop, sat upstairs, and the window opened, and you could see out into the street, and I could see all the people. I couldn't see the little stage they'd set up, but I could hear it. And then Passenger came out, and I was sitting there, drinking a coffee, listening to Passenger play live out in the street. <laughs> and it was amazing. I used to love Passenger. Mm. And it was just such this, like great moment. And the sun was shining. It was a beautiful day, and I had this nice little espresso and yeah passenger so i've been listening to a lot of passenger again mm. that's how i got into passenger in the first place i went to see the christmas lights being turned on in regent street in 2013 and passenger played and i was like wow that was so good i walked down to hmv on oxford street bought his album and then went home <laughs> and uh that is an endorsement it is he's, he's that good live and the, the again i i just heard him out the window i couldn't even see him play mm. i just i was just listening to him and i was incredibly impressed to the point where I'm now just listening to him. Can you imagine again. writing something like that, that someone ever says that? I'd yeah, be, it's I'd, insane. I'd, yeah. Like, he has so, a song yeah. called uh, I Hate, which is at the end of the All the Little Lights album. There's, it's a live from the borderline version of I Hate. I don't know if there's an actual normal recorded version of it. Mm. And it's just this, this song um, that's really funny about a bunch of stuff that he hates. Um, <laughs> like, uh, the... Is it is it like... These are a bunch of my favourite things, but... Kind of. It's the, the Yeah, so the lyrics are, I hate racist blokes telling tasteless jokes and explaining where people belong. I, I hate ignorant folks who pay money to see gigs and talk through every fucking song. And that's really funny, hearing it live, because everyone's like, Way! Um I hate people in nightclubs snorting coke and explaining where you're going wrong. Well, if you agree, then come hating with me and feel free to sing along. And then it's this whole, nah, 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 nah. So this is fun, like, sing-along song. Mm. Um, and like, uh, but it like hits home a little bit sometimes like the, um, and I hate them magazines aimed at insecure teens that make 10 year olds race to grow up. Hey kids, let's all be anorexic or better eat chocolate until you throw up. Keep your Hollywood stars in their stupid cars. Just grow up with grace. Have you seen Cher's face? It looks like it's been hit by a truck. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's, it's a very funny song. Um, uh, so I'd recommend that. It's called I Hate. Uh, that whole All the Little Lights album, that's the album that has the Let Her Go song on it. 
Mm. You know, the one that was really big. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, because that was the album that I bought before. the album I actually have the CD of. <laughs> um, back when I still bought CDs. But, yeah, Passenger. Great. Now he's a solely record boy now. Yeah, I am. Yeah, God. I use Apple Music and vinyl. So, that's... Mm. <laughs> oh, there's another... There's, just while we were talking about funny lyrics, there's a song called Staring at the Stars uh, by Passenger, which is not coming up with the lyrics for. Um, but I'm going to get them up because... Uh, hang on, here we go. Um... We put three sugars on our tea, sit to watch too much daytime TV and laugh at mums who don't know who the father is. And all our girlfriends are long gone. We watch too much internet porn. Who needs love when you've got silicone and strap-ons? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, he's, he's a very funny guy sometimes. Um, but also, he's just, just good folk music, to mm. be honest. Big fan of folk music. Um, also, Billy Bragg. Big shout-out to Billy Bragg. Shout-out to Billy New Bragg. England, great song. Mm. And my favourite Billy Bragg song, the Milkman of Human Kindness. Oh. Uh, the chorus lyrics are, I love you, I am the Milkman of Human Kindness, I'll leave an extra pint. <laughs> it's just a fucking great song. Um, yeah. I um, There is a very disappointing thing that I can bring up, which is, have you seen what Morrissey has done? <laughs> Morrissey, I mean... Morrissey has become a problematic individual. <laughs> yeah, that's and so I was listening to my <laughs> Spotify Discover... Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, this song's really good. I haven't listened to it in ages. And it was The Smiths. <laughs> and I was like, uh... I think you can still listen to The Smiths. I, you can still listen to The Smiths because I'm, I'll tell you what, this is my justification for listening to The Smiths. <laughs> and it's because I enjoy the guitar riffs but not the singing. <laughs> That's terrible justification. <laughs> and it sounds like a lie as well. <laughs> Didn't your parents go to see Morrissey recently? They did. And I was like, oh, did you hear about that racism thing? And they were like, oh, I hope he doesn't mention that. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't, you can't, you got to boycott him now. Yeah. It's a whole, yeah. That's it's a whole thing. thing. I, like, I really hope that when I get older, I don't do a Morrissey. Mm. Yeah. Like, can so you, can you imagine, now, like, because but... I, don't, I don't know what will be the hot topic issue of, like, oh, yeah, I can't believe that, like, robot human marriage <laughs> is being legalised or whatever. Yeah. But I hope that I'm progressive even as I get old. Yeah, me too. Like, sometimes I worry about me that. Me too. But then I, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think that sometimes it's like... Like, I sit here and I think, I'm like, what issue could there be in 50 years' time that I would need to be progressive about that, I prob- that I'm not already feeling progressive mm. about? I don't know. Like, and there was an interesting bit in the... Um... Well, I don't know. If you think about, like, my attitudes towards trans people has massively matured. I suppose as I've matured as an adult. I which, suppose, yeah. Which might be a different yeah, correlation. I think, yeah, But I think that I've definitely, like, come to understand trans issues a lot more. Definitely. But as I've I got think... older. But I also think that that might be because I was a 14-year-old kid and I was fucking stupid. Yeah, and I also think that um, you grow up in, you gr- when you're growing up surrounded by views of that's not a normal or okay thing. Mm. That's completely different to being an adult and understanding that the difference. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, it, it's something I do wonder about. And so, there's a good. Have you ever watched Patton Oswalt's stand-up comedy on Netflix? No. 
He's got two specials. They're both very good, and I'd recommend them both. Second one gets quite sad, actually. Like in, he starts talking about the death of his wife, mm. and like, it's not funny at all when he starts talking about that, and it's very emotional. But it, it's really powerful to watch at the same time because he's saying that how like the day that his wife died was the second worst day of his life, because the worst day of his life was the day after when he had to tell his daughter. Mm. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ! And it gets yeah, really. I remember you saying that on another podcast. Actually. Yeah, that was. Um. And it is. It's it's awful, but it's this the comedy in that is great, and it's also. Again, like I say, it's powerful to watch him talk about that. Mm. Um, and he does make a few jokes in there as well. So it's not all like <laughs> depressing. Um, but the other stand-up special, like he's saying like he is... <laughs> Patton Oswalt's saying he's about as progressive as he could imagine anyone to be. And is as fully as supportive of, you know, any issues that arise in that, in that sort of... Uh, uh, Arena? Yeah. But sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he's not completely up to date with all the new pronouns. So if he just or like all, all the right correct words for things. Mm. So if he just gets it wrong, just cut him a break. <laughs> <laughs> and I totally get that. Like, mm. yeah, sometimes you can't. Like the other day, I heard uh, a phrase, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" And it was like, "Oh, that's the new like LGBTQ thing." There's like an, some other letters now, and I'm like, "There's like." 12 letters in that now how am I supposed to remember all of that mm. I don't know do you know what I mean like yeah because it was just LGBT now it's LGBTQ mm. and it was LGBTQ plus and now there's a bunch there's like a K in it or something apparently I just I there's being gay, gay bisexual trans positive and then what, what was the K knowledgeable knowledgeable well, the Q knowledgeable is, sexuality the Q is queer that's what the Q stands for. Yes. Well, it's either queer or questioning. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, because when I looked it up, it said queer, but I didn't. I, I see. These are this is the thing. It, change, the thing. it changes. It so changes, and also, so know. do you know, like since I learned what the definition of queer is, it's changed. Yeah. So, what do you define as queer, or what do you think is queer? Because I can tell you my definition. Oh. So my definition that I learned was it's someone who is attracted to transsexual people. Okay, that's not what I would... So, and the way that I learnt this is because Birdo in uh, Super Mario's, <laughs> she is a transsexual and used to be a male Yoshi <laughs> and she is uh, Yoshi's... Uh, yeah. Has, uh, Yoshi's wife. Holy shit, I didn't know she was. So, she used to be a male Yoshi. Where? Yeah. Oh, Jesus so, Christ. Yo, so, yo, <laughs> the reason why I learned what queer was was that um, there was an article called Yoshi Fake or Gay. <laughs> <laughs> and the conclusion of it was that Yoshi was not gay, he was just queer because Birdo was transsexual. And now, the definition of what the Q stands for in LGTBQ is questioning, or I'm not sure, it's just so confusing. Oh my god. And I'm trying to keep up with it. (laughs) That's the thing, like, yeah, I'm fully supportive of any of those. But it requires, like, you know, outside reading. But just, yeah, sometimes I'm just not up to date. Mm. And I will happily be told 
what is up to date and try and be as up to date as possible. I've just looked at the time. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Um, oh Nelly. Oh Nelly. Oh boy. Um, yes, I will. Like if I'm if I say something that's wrong, I'm happy to be corrected. That's like one of my favourite things is being kind of being told I'm wrong and having my views challenged more than anything. Um, but yeah, like I'll accept if I'm wrong. Mm. Just. Don't have a go at me. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I think that's the, the takeaway. Um, oh, I want this lime beer. Should we just, yeah. should we open the lime beer? Let's go for the lime beer. And then we'll, we won't have finished it by the time we finish. We yeah, can't yeah. wrap up. So, uh, yeah, this is a lime beer, tamarind and life, lime leaf sour uh, by Brick Brewery, SE15. So, I was very excited to go to their brewery tour with Brian and then realise that it's tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And we, we won't be able to yeah. go. But they will do others uh, so we can go to it. It's in Peckham. So, yeah, I really relatively to to easy that, yeah. to get to. Um, and the guys sound really, really nice. My friend, shout out to Coral for getting me this beer. Yes, big shout out to Coral. She said that this beer is very, very nice. And I told her a lot about brewing and yeast. <laughs> nice. So it was a good trade. <laughs> so I'm going to. Pray silence for the crack. Oh, that was a loud one. <laughs> rip, I look, rip I look headphone those, listeners. Yeah, I look at those peaks and I'm like, uh... <laughs> oh, looks good. It feels weird with you pouring. It does feel weird with me pouring. Like, how does this work? What's that? Relatively. Yeah, I think it's relatively easy. Oh. oh my god! On the nose, it's like slightly rosy. Mm. You're getting a like rose a taste. Turkish delight. Mm. Yeah, Turkish delight, definitely. Oh my god! It's quite succulent though. Just on the nose. <laughs> succulent. What a word. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not getting some succulents in your nose? Mm, I really am. Well, oh, and by that, uh, the alternative twats are not endorsing putting cactuses or succulents <laughs> up your nose. <laughs> oh, that tastes good. Does it? Tangy. I'm going for my first sip. Mm. Oh, mm, that's got a tang. Oh, that's a bit sour. Oh, I like it. It is a bit sour. It is on the like it's in the middle of the sour to too sour ratio. Mm. But it is nice. Yes. And that last aftertaste of the tamarind rosiness is mm. very very good yeah i agree mm. well i hope things didn't get too political for you today listeners because i feel like they kind of have they got a lot today. yeah actually. i like this was possibly the most political podcast yeah um but uh yeah i hope that's not put you off uh, <laughs> and i hope that i mean we've talk, we've got political before and yeah. If you're still here, then hopefully you're okay with that. But. And also, like, I think that the beauty of politics is it's all up for a de- all up for debate. Yeah, I mean, everything I said, I'm not set. Like I say, I'm not set in stone with my uh, views. So, no, it's, I like having them challenged anyway. So if uh, if you have anything to uh, to, to s- contribute to contribute, yeah, to the conversation or say anything, then feel free to get in touch with us. Um, just a couple of shout-outs to people that listen. Shout-out to Miranda for giving mm. us a shout-out on her vlog. <laughs> I couldn't think of the <laughs> word for it then. We've had some strong beers today. Video thingy. Yes, yeah, shout-out to Coral for the beer. 
Yeah, thanks, Carl. Shout out to the border police coming back into England who uh, stopped us. The terrorism police that stopped me and my mum <laughs> and asked us where we were going and where we'd been. And then when we started, to, he was like, can I see your passports? And when we started to get them out, he was like, where are you going? And I, was like, I was like, home. And he was like, where's home? And I was like, North London. He was like, eh, fine. No, you don't need to show me your passports. See you later. <laughs> so uh, shout out to that guy for keeping the country safe, I guess, like <laughs> in a non-ironic way. Um, shout out to Calais, Pidu in, in Calais for Pidu. supplying some of these beers and supplying cheap booze mm. to us Brits <laughs> and to P&O Ferries for getting us there and back. We probably need to learn how to homebrew because we could like cut the cost of this We podcast. need to homebrew so bad. I mean, that's something we do want to do. Yeah. Isn't it? So, um, who else? Um, shout out to you if you're listening for just for listening to us because we really appreciate it and I feel like we might have um, our motivation might have been stunted a bit if uh, by now if no one was listening yeah we do this because we love doing it together it would have been a struggle to do it but if no one cared then it would have been a Mm. bit of a struggle I think so and Ben how are those business cards coming along they're good See, I'm waiting because my... I believe it was five weeks now since you said that you were going to do that. Well, I've d- I have, I've got the design, but I'm waiting for my company to, oh. to do their rebranding. Yes, okay, yeah, I understand. So, I mean, like, I can send you the, de- the design, you can tell me if you enjoy them. That's probably a good idea. With your eyes. <laughs> yes. Do you enjoy them with your eyes? I don't know, you haven't sent them to me. Well, that's your fault, isn't it? Oh, right. Thank you yeah. ever so much for listening to us again. Mm. Uh, and we're this is our 15th episode, which Ex- is yeah. crazy. That means we've been doing it for... At least 30 weeks, 32 more than that. 32 weeks, because we, there, was three, there was two episodes that have had a three-week gap. Yeah. So 32 weeks. That's 20 weeks off it being a year. Oh, boy. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm going to cry on our anniversary. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, go watch Bojack Horseman and Arrested Development. Yep. And the nice guys. <laughs> <laughs> and go and listen to the new 1975 and Father John Misty and Kanye West and. No, don't listen to Kanye oh, West. Listen boycott to Kanye. him. Just, just fucking ignore Ben. Honestly, what are you gonna boycott? I mean, do you? Uh, I, you know, never mind. I was gonna say do you boycott Kid Rock, but I mean, no one listens to Kid Rock anyway. Yeah, so I was it's like. Say, like... <laughs> <laughs> um, and to be honest, I probably I don't know. We've had too much beer at this point. We have I'm had like a lot of beer. Really it's been very strong and I've had no breakfast. It's quarter to two in the afternoon. Good lord. I'm going to see Jurassic World tonight. Though. I'm Are excited you? For that. yeah. That's very exciting. Yeah. With your mum and dad? Just my mum. My dad. Well, I think maybe my mum and dad. I don't, my dad's not sure if he wants to even see it. So <laughs> He's boycotting it. Yeah. But we will see... Well, you won't know on seeing anyone. But we will, you'll hear from us in we'll two weeks. We'll be inside your ears in two weeks. <laughs> yes. Um, but thanks very much for listening. I'm sorry this is a long one again, but you can just pause it in the middle. Yeah. It's not hard. <laughs> just listen at your leisure. There's no pressure to listen all in one go. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to say that at this auspicious moment with like, a beer in my hand, the... I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for it. That's, that's the first time I was waiting for it. First time it didn't take me by surprise. <laughs> um, yes, we'll see you in two weeks. Thanks Bye. very much for listening. Bye.